have you ever went off on somebody and lost your temper? Now, has somebody ever tap danced on your last nerve and you popped off on them? I know I'm not the only one, sis. I am not the only one who has told her boss what I was and what I wasn't going to do when they started acting crazy. You bought that life. You've done it too. I know you have. Don't lie. Don't lie. I see you. You better not lie. Look, child, I came today to tell you that things happen. We've all been caught off guard. We've all had our tempers to flare up, and it's okay. But I want you to think about this. Have you pondered on if all of that energy, if all of those thoughts, if all of those words were really worth it? God wants you. He wants me. He wants us to operate out of faith and not emotions. Why? Because your emotions, my emotions, can cause a chain of unfavorable events to occur in our lives. And we ain't got time for that. Because these unfavorable changes and these unfavorable events These can be things that cannot be undone. Welcome to the My Must See Faith podcast. It's your host, Tamika Renee Boo. If you are new around here, welcome, welcome, welcome to the My Must See Faith podcast. My voice isn't even warm, honey, and I'm dropping bars this morning. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. He allowed us to see a brand new day. This is the last week of November 2023. And guess what? Yep, you said it. You said it. You said it. 2024 is right around the corner. You can see it, can't you? I know I can. It's right on the horizon. And God wants us to know that he's trying to grow us spiritually. The things that he has for us in 2024, baby, we ain't gonna let no demon the devil stop us from getting to it. But in order for us to get to it, we have to be spiritually mature and we have to follow God's leading. The truth is this is you are a leader. Mm-hmm. I know, I know you don't feel like a leader, boo, but you're a leader. You are a leader in your family. You are a leader in your workplace. You are a leader in your community, your ministry, your business, and beyond. And what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and I today is this. He needs us to be reminded of who we are and how we are to act as well as react during our hard times. God doesn't want you to allow your uncontrolled emotions to hold you back or even worse, to delay you. Because we know that's the job of the dusty devil to steal, kill and destroy. He ain't nothing but a liar and his feast thing. I'm here to tell you the truth today. So <laughs> go ahead and keep on listening if you want to bless your soul. There was a man who was, he was exceptional at everything he did. Child, he was smart. He was good looking. He was strong physically. His Facebook page was clean. And guess what? He ate fruits and veggies. He wore the most good smelling cologne. And the best, best part. Mm-hmm. He was close to God. Yep. 
He was about that life. He knew all about God and he had God in his heart and he did not allow anything in his life to change that fact. God was in his heart and he took God everywhere he went. And I know some of my sisters like, oh, girl, where he at, yo? Where he at? Because he sounds like a keeper. And guess what? He was. He was a keeper. But can I tell you that though he had a spirit of excellence on him, he still found himself in a difficult situation. I know the world may tell you that, girl, look, you got Jesus and everything is going to be peaches and cream, but that is a lie from the pits of hell. You see, this man that I'm telling you about, he found himself with a death warrant with his name on it. Not only did this death warrant have his name on it, but it also had the names of his three BFFs as well as other innocent people. It's given four young men from Judah. It's given Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. <laughs> you may know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Daniel's Babylonian name was Belteshazzar. Hallelujah. The story goes like this, and I'm just going to give you the gist. In your spare time, read it. Daniel chapter 2. Read all of it. It's so good. Daniel's so good. But these four Hebrew boys, they were in a situation because King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and King Nebuchadnezzar did not understand this dream, right? He didn't. So he hired all of his magicians, his fortune tellers, his astrologers, his sorcerer, uh, the, the, uh, sorcerers, sorry, his sorcerers to help, but they could not. And guess what he did? Child King Nebuchadnezzar, in his anger, he made a decree that all the wise men, which included, by the way, Daniel and his three BFFs, they were to be unalived and killed. Yep. This king made a decree for them to die because the king was mad that he had work for them to do that nobody could do, right? And you've had that family member or that boss to ask you to do something that you knew was impossible. Think about that. Daniel and his three friends were on a list of death because the king was not only petty, but he was immature and being impossible. This story, this book, this chapter has so much that we can glean from. But I just want to tell you that I've been in the first three chapters of Daniel for over a month now. And sis, <laughs> baby, God is going to bless you through this episode as well as the previous, well, the, the episodes to come. He's going to bless you through them because these next few episodes of this podcast, we will dive deeper into the lessons you need to know for your 2024. But today, I want to get ahead of myself. Today, I want you to know that God, he ended up saving Daniel and his three friends' lives. And he also promoted them over everyone else. And in the midst of foolishness, God promotes. Sing it with me. In the midst of foolishness, God promotes. In the midst of foolishness, God promotes. Listen, God promotes in the midst of foolishness how i'm glad you asked wisdom plus spiritual maturity 
equals promotion. That's the math lesson for today. Wisdom plus spiritual maturity equals promotion. Daniel did not pop off. He sought God and he was rewarded. Boo, God is wanting you and me to do the same. Are you faithful in the midst of adversity to God, his ways, his thoughts, or are you quickly to allow your mind to go to the negativity that the devil wants you to look at? Because Daniel and his friends, they were faithful even when everyone and everything around them was screaming otherwise. If the king made a decree, you best believe the whole nation heard about that decree. You don't think Daniel and his friends heard people talking while they were in the bathroom, heard people talking while they were at Walmart saying, ooh, y'all gonna die, y'all gonna die, y'all gonna die, die, die. You don't think they heard it? Because they did. But in the midst of this, they chose to do what God wanted them to do, what God has put in our hearts to do, which is to fight. We are made in God's image. God is not weak. He is not. Now, I'm not saying that you and I are God. However, we're made in his image. Though we have character flaws, there are some things that God is trying to clean up in our lives to make us better for the work that he's purposed and fashioned for us to do. Even though everyone and everything around these four men was telling them to cower in fear, to worry, to be anxious, they didn't. They didn't listen. What do you do when your back is against the wall? Do you worry? Do you cry and give up? Or do you fight? I'm cheering you on. Fight, sis. Fight. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. If you don't hear nothing else, know this. When you are faithful to God, he will always be faithful to you. In your hard situation, in that hard circumstance, in that hard diagnosis, which may not have been good, God wants to bring good out of it. He can't bring good out of your hard circumstance, out of that hard diagnosis, after that hard breakup. He can't bring good out of it if you can't manage your emotions. Ooh, let me say it again for the people in the back. Boo, you better check yourself for you wreck yourself. You better check yourself for you wreck yourself. I know I'm showing my age, but it's the truth. If you cannot control your emotions, you cannot grow. Okay, let me just stop right there because I just dropped the mic. Baby, I just dropped the mic. I know I'm teaching today. I know I'm teaching today. Holy Spirit, you better work through your daughter. Manage your emotions. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me too, so don't fret. (laughs) Don't fret. God has allowed that hard thing. God has allowed that hard situation. God has allowed that diagnosis from the doctor. God has allowed that job to lay you off. God has allowed that friend to turn their back on you. God has allowed that person to lie on you. God has allowed that family member to put a death warrant on your name, your likeness, only because he is trying to get the glory out of it. 
know this beautiful day that God wants you to see your character. He wants you to see how you react in hard times. Pass the test. It's simple. Pass the test. (laughs) Be mature in these hard, hostile situations. And I know it's a time where we may not always be mature, but as we get older, we are to grow. As we sit and and, and be at God's feet, we are to grow. He's going to teach us how to handle these situations if we allow him. Just allow, allow him to order your steps today. The question of this year is, if you look over this 2023, is how have I been when God has allowed hard things to enter my life? Put a mirror up and look at how you've handled these situations. Can God trust you when things happen to you that you don't desire? He's trying to get the glory out of it. We can't keep giving the devil a lot of credit. Look, I know sometimes we do, but sometimes that hard situation, that hard things, it passed through God. It's God doing it. He allowed it, right? I'll say it that way. He allowed it. So that he can get the glory and you can experience him in a new light. Please don't rob God of his glory. Be the daughter, be the child he's called you to be. Even in the presence of immature people, stay in character, stay in the character of Mr. Jesus. That's how, look, that's our example and that's how we need to roll. Period. Don't mismanage your moments. Don't. It costs too much to mismanage your moments. And we ain't got time for that. We got stuff to do. So go and grab your Bible. Because guess what? You know, you already know. You know, you know, you know. We read our Bibles round here. So grab your Bible. And we're going to go to Daniel chapter 2. And today we're going to be reading from verses. Let's see here. Hold on. Let your sis get her glasses on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Devil tried to take my eyesight, but God, thank you, Lord. I can see out of my eyes. Daniel chapter two, we're going to read verses eight through 19. Well, like I told you, read this in your own time. It's going to bless you. You ready? All right, boo. Let's get it. The king replied. So let me just pause right here first. Give you some context. The king had this dream. He came to all of his Harry Potter associates and came to them and said, yo, I had this dream. I want you to not only tell me the dream, but I want you to interpret it. Right. They told him, yo, can't nobody do that. Mm -mm, Nobody can do that, honey. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. King, but can't nobody do that, King Nebuchadnezzar. So we're going to pick up right here on verse eight. The king replied. I know for certain you are trying to gain some time because you see that my word is final. If you don't tell me the dream, there is one decree for you. You have conspired to tell me something false or fraudulent until the situation changes. So tell me the dream and I will know you can give me its interpretation. Verse 10. The sorcerers or the Chaldeans answered the king. No one on earth can make known what the king requests. Consequently, no queen, no king, however great or powerful, has ever asked anything like this of any magician, medium, or Chaldean. 
What the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods whose dwelling is not with mortals. Because of this, the king became violently angry and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. The decree was issued that the wise men were to be executed and they searched for Daniel and his friends to execute them. Verse 14. Then Daniel responded with tact and discretion to the guard, the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon. He asked the king officer, why is this decree from the king so harsh? The guard explained to Daniel. So Daniel went and asked the king to give him some time so that he could give the king the interpretation. Verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter, urging them to ask God of the heavens for mercy concerning this mystery so Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of Babylon's wise men. The mystery was then revealed to Daniel in a vision at night, and Daniel praised God uh, praise the God of the heavens and declare. So that was it. That's where we're going to stop. Verse 19. Keep reading though, because it's going to bless you. The Holy Spirit has some things he wants to teach us today through this scriptures, these scriptures rather, and through the book of Daniel chapter two. Three things Daniel's death warrant teaches us. Number one is this. Don't give up. The devil wants you to give up. His minions want you to give up, but God wants you to fight. There was an Instagram post going around that Daniel and his three friends was going to die. But guess what Daniel did? Mm-hmm. You know it. You got it right. He prayed to God. He prayed to God with his friends for help and they were rewarded. They were rewarded. Go, go, uh, uh, God is good. Go, 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 God is good. Death does not have the last say-so in your life. God does. What and who God wants alive? No man or demon can kill. If there are things you feel like are on the verge of death, or if there's things in your life that you feel like are dead, I want to encourage you, boo, and tell you that you should be praying. You should not be worrying. You should put your faith in God and God alone. God is a savior. God is a resurrector, period. Don't give up. The second thing we can learn from Daniel's death warrant is to pray. Seems simple enough, right? Daniel knew his life was on the line and he used wisdom to talk to the king for more time. King Nebuchadnezzar granted him more time. And guess what? Daniel still didn't cry out. He prayed. 
So sis, make sure you pray and don't worry. Pray about everything in every situation. Whether you're happy, pray. Whether you're down, you pray. Whether you're confused, you pray. Whether you're lonely, you pray. Whether you're sad, you pray. Whether you are elated, pray. It does not matter. Pray in all things. Pray and do not worry. And what God tells us over and over in his word not to worry, it is not a suggestion. Can I remind you that it is a command? Be obedient. Worrying ain't going to change nothing for the better. Bad grammar, good theology. It is what it is. There is enough worry in tomorrow. Focus on today. I spent years worrying. I had the spirit of worry and anxiety on me so heavy. And when can I tell you that it robbed me? It did. It robbed me of peace. It robbed me of joy and most of all, child. It robbed me. It it it, it robbed me of sleep. It did. But I've learned to pray in the midst of my trial. So I'm encouraging you, pray in the midst of your trial. Because God is willing. God does want to help you. It is his will for you to be delivered in your time of need. And the truth of the matter is this. If you could help yourself, honey, you wouldn't be in that situation in the first place. Who might drop. Let me go on move to, to, to number three. <laughs> the third thing that God wants us to learn from Daniel's death warrant is this rest. Rest. Rest in the middle of that hard circumstance. And you know what? The funny thing is this. God gave Daniel the answer to his prayer, which not only saved Daniel's life, but the lives of his three friends and the lives of all of those other wise men. God gave him the answer to his prayer while he was sleeping. Can you rest in the middle of your hard situation? And that makes me think back of Jesus. Remember the story when Jesus told his his disciples, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. And on their way to the other side, a violent storm arose and the disciples thought that they were going to die. But in the midst of this, Jesus was resting on an orthopedic pillow in the middle of this storm while they were panicking. You remember, this ain't going to be us. We ain't going to panic. We are going to have control over our emotions and rest through the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why it is so important for you to be anchored in him and to read your Bible and to know who you are and to walk in it daily. You are a child of the king of kings. He ain't going to let nothing or nobody hurt you. Will we allow our faith to rise and be like Jesus? Sometimes God can only get things to you when you are asleep and not awake. Rest. Daniel's prayer were answered while he was sleeping. He never wouldn't have been able to get that answer, number one, if he didn't handle his emotions to talk with tact and get the king to give him more time to interpret the dream. And number two, if Daniel never prayed and rested in this trial of death, he never wouldn't have gotten the answer to his prayer. Rest, sis. Rest. God is a teacher. 
God is always in our hard situations with us. Through our difficult times, God is trying to grow us. Growing is hard. We have to go through growing pains. He's not trying to hurt us. He knows all. He knows what you need to face. He knows what you need to endure in order to refine you and to perfect what he's placed in you before the foundations of the earth. Let him do what he does best. He wants the glory out of your life. Will you let him have it? Or will you allow your emotions to rob God of his glory? And I've told you this before, but two years ago, the first time was on September the 11th, 9-11, 2021. I had two different opportunities for a kidney transplant, but both of them were taken from me. At the time, I felt like a death warrant was placed on my life because both times that I was called for this kidney, I was excited. I was excited. I can remember 9-11 the first time I was in the hospital sitting in a chair recording a video of excitement that I was getting a kidney transplant and I was excited. Can you imagine? I felt like somebody who was in prison for all of these years and was finally being set free. About 45 minutes after making this video of excitement, I received a phone call from the transplant coordinator basically saying that the kidney was damaged and that I was not getting it. (laughs) But God, there's more to this story. I just want you to know today that though that moment was hard, God has revealed to me that my faith is where it should be and that my faith is anchored in Christ and not my circumstances. Can you look over your life right now in this season and say the same? It's not to boast, but it is a revelation of the growth. God wants us to grow. He does not want us to be spiritually immature. I'm more mature, not because of my own strength and might, but because of the promptings of the Holy Spirit, his conviction, and me actually implementing what he's teaching me and speaking to me. I'm more mature because of that hard circumstance of me not getting those kidney transplants. Ultimately, I also know this, like Daniel, God will deliver me. He's going to deliver you too, boo. Just keep on moving. Keep on keeping the faith. Keep the faith despite what you see. These lessons are hard. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie and tell you that they're fun or easy. They ain't. I can tell you this truth, though. With Mr. Jesus, (laughs) he's with you. Even when it feels like he isn't. Pass the test. And the only way you'll pass the test each time 
is if you keep your eyes on God instead on what's happening around you. The true test of your character and integrity is when you're caught off guard. I was caught off guard at that hospital with the white hospital band on my wrist and a small luggage full of post-transplant clothes that I never got to wear out of that hospital. I passed the test. It was hard, but I passed the test. And think over your own life today. Are you passing the test? What the devil meant to harm me or what the devil meant to cause me to quit, God is using for his glory. I will continue to be mature even when it hurts because God's going to get the glory out of it all. Will you do the same? Pass the test, sis. Pass the test with wisdom and maturity. Okay? All right, boo. You got it. You got it. You've reached the end of this podcast. Yay! I'm so proud of you. Listen, you trying to feed your soul, and I'm here for it. Boo, make sure next week you tune in. We're going to talk a little bit more about Daniel. Daniel has so much jewels and gems to drop and so much to give us in this season and the next season god is allowing us to see in 2024 thank you for listening i appreciate you make sure you like you comment and you share and give this podcast a five-star rating on spotify apple podcast or whatever platform you're listening from if it bless you give me a five-star rating I need your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ each time you like, each time you share, each time you comment, each time you leave a rating. It does just that. So thank you. Look, Sister Evangelist, I appreciate you. I'll catch you in the next episode next week. Until then, you stay keeping the faith despite what you see. Don't worry. And guess what? Despite whatever it is that God allows in your life, know that he has a greater plan and purpose for you. He's trying to grow you and mature you, not harm you. Peace.